Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 231. And I am answering some questions of like in person. I mean, not like in person, in person, flesh and blood, but, um, over a call. I know. Are you confused yet? Here's what's going on. So, uh, if you are new around here, you might not know that we have a super secret special group for people who are patrons of the show, which means they financially support the show on a monthly basis. People who do that at the $5 or more a month level, um, get access to a super secret Facebook group. Um, I also have a not super secret Facebook group, like just a out there and loving it kind of a Facebook group over on the page, but that one's a much more locked down version. Like, you know, you can't start a discussion only I can blah, 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 mostly cause I can't handle managing that. But, um, anyway, the kindred spirits group is a lovely place. And I've told you guys that before, and I'm finally doing something that I've always wanted to do. And that is doing decluttering or home strategy sessions with those people who are in that group and are willing to have it be on a podcast. I didn't like record this with her and then later put it on the podcast. (laughs) That would be awful. No. Anyway, I took volunteers in that group and who knows, maybe at some point I'll do other people as well, but I've got so many great people in there. I'm going to give them first chance, but this is something I've always wanted to do. And it's just the logistics that I haven't been able to, but my friend Jennifer is uh, like my actual friend. She was the one on, um, I think it was a year or two ago. We did like uh, two different episodes on buying gifts for our kids and things like that. Anyway, cause she's great at that kind of stuff. Anyway, she has started doing some stuff for me. And one of the things I had her do is just get this organized. I was like, this is something I want to do. And I just can't even, I don't have the bandwidth right now to deal with the logistics of it. Can you figure it out? And so she's been doing that. And so we've got several scheduled to record, but I was really excited to get my very first one done. I was so thankful to Elizabeth for being my experiment first person to do one of these calls. Anyway, that's what you're going to hear today. Elizabeth is great. I was really relieved that I'd actually met her in person before. Not that I'm scared to meet other people, but you know what I mean? I was like, oh good, I'm nervous anyway. I know you. All right, good. But I think you're going to love kind of hearing this. I hopefully as confirmation that, yeah, there's a lot of us out there. Um, but also, you know, just kind of get to talk through different people's unique situations because, um, her situation is different than mine. And she'll tell you about that in the interview. So without further ado, Here's Elizabeth. Thank you so much for coming, Elizabeth, on this podcast with me. Are you ready? I am. And I was so relieved when I saw that it was you. I mean, I'm excited about doing these, but I was really like, oh, good. I know her. Because <laughs> we met this summer, right? We did meet this summer. At Becoming? We did. Yeah. Did you love yeah. Becoming? I loved it. Loved, loved it. It's just the most fun. It really is. Yeah. They haven't set a date for next year or when the next one's going to be. So we probably shouldn't talk about it too much because then people will just be sad um, that they can't like go ahead and come. But anyway, but no, it was really fun. I just, did you get to know the other kindred spirits and people who were there of our, you know, my the people? Group, the group that would meet up for meals. I got yeah. to know them a little bit. Yeah. So. 
was fun. Okay. So we are, you're my guinea pig. You're my very first one to do this. And you are one of our kindred spirits through Patreon. Um, and that's kind of how I'm getting started on all of this because you guys are my main people. Um, <laughs> and I'm very thankful for you. So what we're going to do just as a reminder, and uh, you filled out a form, you kind of told me kind of some main issues that you would like to talk through. I'm not saying that I'm going to have the best, most perfect answers of the whole entire world, but we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> and then we're also going to talk about some things that have really made a difference in your home. And, okay. uh, but before we get started, I know it was kind of the last, one of the last questions on the form, but um, tell me your unique situation. Like, you know, what's your life look like? Okay. Well, um, I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 17 years. Um, we have two amazing boys, age 11 and three, who are extremely active and a hundred percent boy, both of them. I'm a nurse. So I work typically three 12 hour shifts a week, but that varies depending on the season. And that makes home management tougher because the schedule is so irregular. Do you feel like you just get going and then all of a sudden it's Yes. Out of routine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like last week I work actually six days in a row and wow. my house is a complete disaster. Right. <laughs> my husband does the best he can, but it's more than one person can manage. So. Yeah. Okay. So you're a nurse. Um, how far away from home do you work? Is it like a long commute or? Yeah, about 35, 40 minutes. Okay. Which so seems probably long to some people, but we live out in the country. So it's that far to go anywhere. And that's considered full-time for a nurse, right? Three 12-hour shifts? Okay. It is. So how'd you end up working six days in a row? Um, just pulling some overtime, blue season. Everybody wash your hands, okay? And cover your mouths when you sneeze. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> okay. Um, so tell me, what is the biggest, what, what strategy has had the biggest impact, positive impact on your home? The biggest, and it seems so simple, is just, the whole decluttering without making a bigger mess. Yeah. Cause I'm like you with the project brain and I'm the type of person to pull everything out of the closet and then something happens and I'm just left with this huge pile of stuff. So I guess just having that permission to do one thing at a time as I get to it, whether it's five seconds or five minutes. Yeah. Really made the biggest difference. Did you resist that at all? I don't think I really resisted it. I just think it never really occurred to me that it was an option. Right. That it was possible. Right. To do it that way. Right. Yeah. Okay. And do you feel like even though you're, cause like I can see stairs, you know, nobody else is going to see what I'm seeing, but <laughs> cause it's going to be audio, but I can see stairs. So like even with stairs, do you still follow that strategy? Yes. I just try to, if I'm headed for something upstairs, I look around, what else can I take with me as I go? Okay. And you still feel like you're making progress. You're not stopping in the middle. No, huge progress. That's great. Yay. <laughs> See everybody, everybody who thinks <laughs> that it doesn't work. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Um, so tell me another strategy that has this had the second biggest impact on your home. Um, probably the doing the dishes every day. What was your dishes routine like before? There was no routine. Mm -hmm. It was, oh, we don't have any plates to eat off of tonight. Let's wash dishes really quick so we can eat supper. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so what are the positive like impact? What kinds of things are different now because you've been focusing on that? Um, well, one thing is just the feeling when I walk into the kitchen of not being completely overwhelmed because I actually have 
counter space. I actually can get to the stove to cook. I'm not worried about, you know, counting the number of clean plates I have because I know they're in the cabinet and they're clean or they're at least in the dish drainer and they're clean. There's strange peace in that. It really you know, is. In, in not worry, like when you're thinking about having dinner to know that the only thing that you have to think about is dinner and not, uh, there's this and this and this that has to happen in order for that to actually turn out. Right. Knowing I don't have to spend 30 minutes on dishes before I can actually start preparing a meal. Right. Huge. That's good. Um, okay. So what, tell me a situation that you would like to talk about. Well, I know you've addressed it so many times, but just with kids and decluttering with kids, you know, I try to do some of it when they're not around, but mm-hmm. when I try to help them with it, like what's the best strategy for helping them, especially with like my 11 year old and he's super attached to every single thing he picks up. Right. Have you done it with him? Some. Have you gone? Okay. Some, yes. When you do it with him, I know you said you've done it without him and my kids, I've done it both ways. And I think it, there's different times when, you know, it kind of depends on I have the time and the energy and the focus right now. And are they home or not? You know, like that's how I decide whether I'm doing it with them or not. And and my kids were always excited when they came home and their room was clean and wonderful, you know, but if he's having those attachment issues, you know, I relate to that because I feel like I had such attachment issues to my stuff that, um, a big part of, you know, my process is working through it in a way that kind of helps me go, wait, I'm not actually as attached to that as I thought I was. So have you worked through the five steps, like specifically the five steps with him, like starting with trash and say, okay, we're just going to just throw away trash. Have you done that? I We've started. I don't know that we've ever made it all the way through the whole five steps, but we, right. but every step is progress. So that's good. Right. Yeah. Um, have you gotten to the container concept with him? I've touched on it. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if you're feeling, I mean, there's no wrong way to declutter, you know? So, um, if you're feeling like we never get to that, you know, that's not the thing, maybe go from that perspective. And if he's attached, one of the things I've noticed, especially with, um, sometimes with my husband, even more than my kids, you know, and and it's changed over the years. Like we've really changed a lot, but in dealing with them, sometimes it would be an issue of them holding on tighter because they were afraid of what was coming, you know, like afraid of what do you really mean when we say we're going to declutter, you know, because, because I had done it so many times of just me being frantic and over the top and not having any kind of real, you know, for me personally, (laughs) they had only seen me do it the wrong way, you know? And so I feel like I had to kind of convince them with that. And the container concept is such a great thing for honoring and proving to them that I really am going to let you keep what you want to keep. But the facts are you can't keep everything. You know, it's that whole, like what I needed to know personally in my own process was that it's not that I just have to get rid of everything. It's simply there's not enough space for everything. And so, you know, do you have any natural containers already in his space, like a bookshelf or a, of course he's 11, so I'm not sure exactly what kinds of, you know, toys and stuff, because that's kind of a transitional age for a lot of them. But do you have any things that you can think of that he's already got that are a natural container that needs to be dealt with? I can. Yeah, okay. I can think of a couple of things. And I can think of 
I can think of some things that we might could put in there too. Yeah. Work with containers too. So even if you just take something as simple as we're going to tackle just his bookshelf and because attachment is the issue here, container concept is such a great way to deal with attachment. We're going to focus on his bookshelf instead of his whole entire room. We're going to say, okay, here's your bookshelf, you know, or if he has a collection of something, like let's say he's just been collecting, I'm trying to remember 11 year olds, but Legos, Legos. <laughs> yeah, I know. Of course, there are people, you know, you might not choose the thing he's most attached to, but you might have something <laughs> that he is attached to, you know, which maybe is where books come in. I don't know. But you say, okay, here's your bookshelf. Here's the books. We're going to put your favorite ones on here first. You know, one thing I did with my daughter, she was younger than that, but was the like it shelf and the love it shelf, you know, and I said, because it was just to go through all these books and put your favorite ones on this shelf and the ones that you like, you know, you maybe don't love it, but you like it, put them on this shelf. And that just so naturally sorts them out for so many of us, you know, people like me, the container concept is like just a switch that goes in our head. You know, once that switch flips, everything changes, you know, not the whole house immediately becomes perfect, (laughs) but it does like change that idea of what it needs, you know, what it is that I'm doing here. So as, um, you know, you go through that and you work on this one space, he can kind of see, oh, okay. You know, I, she's really, truly not forcing me to get rid of something that I don't want to get rid of, but I can't keep everything. And usually, you know, I mean, there's no guarantees, obviously, as any parent knows. Um, but usually, that will naturally sort out and let him get rid of some of the books or, you know, and then there's that whole concept that's such a great teaching thing of you find that book that you were reading in the bathroom or whatever, and you go, Oh, I wanted to put this on my shelf. There's no room. Oh, of course you can keep it. Just pick one that you don't like as much as that one to make room for it. That's the one in one out, you know? So I think if the overall thing is overwhelming and you're not fully getting to the container concept, start with a container concept and just on a very small space. Do you feel like that would be helpful? I do. And I really like that. Love it. Shelf like it shelf. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Because it also means that when it's time to start getting rid of some stuff, they've already sorted out. Yes, I like this, but I don't like it as much as that, you know, and ideally the whole thing is a love it shelf. So if they fill up the love it shelf and they've got stuff on the like it shelf, oh, sure. You can put love it shelf on how many times am I going to say this in a row? Love it stuff on the like it shelf, you know, but it has to have space for that. So, you know, the container concept for me has worked so well in helping other people. You know, there are plenty of power struggles between parents and children. We all know that. I mean, anybody who's been a child or been a parent knows that, you know, which is all of us, right? Right. Um, so, that's just a natural thing. And to kind of let the container be the bad guy so that the power struggle element goes away. It's amazing how well that works. But, um, you know, and the other thing too, is just to, to work on the, I would say doing the five minute pickup in his room, you know, and, and proving that you really do mean a five minute pickup, even though in your mind, you're thinking that's not actually going to make an impact in here. But, you know, I think for me personally, and I'm not saying this is how you are, but for me personally, because I had struggled on my own in so many of these areas and had not known what to do 
um, I really had to prove to my kids that we're not doing the frantic, crazy clean where we shoved everything in the closet and hoped that grandma wouldn't open it. You know, I mean, like I had to prove that to them. And so it took time, you know, for them to kind of realize that. So doing a five minute pickup with actually setting a timer, you know, taking that before picture, taking that after picture and um, letting him see and you see, oh, wow, that five minutes really did make a difference can really change some of that mindset eventually. You know, it's not going to be immediate, but eventually. Does that help or give any other follow-up questions on that? No, that helps tremendously. Okay. That helps tremendously. Well, and I'd love to hear from you, like how it goes and taking a small bite. Because I think sometimes too, it's that, that all or nothing mentality of, okay, we've got a day today. Oh, I've geared myself up. I'm going to, I'm going to mother really hard today and (laughs) we are going to get this done and, you know, and say, okay, it's, you know, maybe it just needs to be more of a teaching time of, this is the basics of the container concept, which will change things. So, Okay, let's stop for a second and talk about this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So you can get the help you need on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. So in this episode, I'm handing out advice on helping your kids declutter and getting your dishes done. But there's a lot of stuff I'm not qualified to help you with. So yay for better help. <laughs> they have 3000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, this is not a crisis line. One big advantage, since I know I have readers everywhere, is there is broad expertise in the network, which might not be available locally in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Our other sponsor this week is Trust and Will. I have had to-do lists galore this week as I've prepared for the holiday, but then there's the to-do list that is ongoing of all the things I know I need to do, but seem to put off forever because they're overwhelming to me. Trust and Will helped me check the biggest one off of my never-ending to-do list, and they made it not overwhelming at all. My husband and I made our will. Not having a will has nagged at me since before our first kid was born, almost 18 years ago. I'm truly thankful for Trust and Will. The process is so simple, and I have so much more peace of mind. I especially loved how with most of the questions... They let me know what was the most common answer. I really appreciated not having to overthink and stress out over every single little thing. Using Trust and Will is quick. You can finish in 10 minutes completely online. Plus it's inexpensive. Guardianships start at $39, Wills $69, and Trusts $399. And they're offering guardianships, Wills, and Trusts in all 50 states. Take 10% off by going to trustandwill.com slash clean or entering promo code clean at trustandwill.com. Yes, my listeners can take 10% off by going to trustandwill.com slash clean 
or entering promo code CLEAN at trustandwill.com. Okay, do you have another question? Yes, um, I did want to ask, so with an irregular schedule, you know, what are the best ways to stay on top of of those routines? Well, I think it's um, identifying the the number one biggest impact stuff, which, you know, you've, you've said doing the dishes, like how does your doing the dishes, how does that work right now with your abnormal routine or out of the norm routine or whatever you would call it? Well, I mean, because you're not able to do it every single no. night. And, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, and I guess I could come home and take the five minutes to load the dishwasher because it really doesn't take that long. But honestly, sometimes I don't. A lot of times I don't. I come home, I hit the shower, and I'm ready to crash. Yeah. Um, Oh, I bet. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, taking that time to load the dishwasher would make a big difference. Well, okay. So um, this is one of those questions that I hesitate to ask because it's something I still am not the greatest at. But um, like, how are you bringing your family in on the actual loading of the dishwasher? I'm still kind of at the point where I don't, I'm still trying to set that example. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've shown my oldest how to load the dishwasher. The youngest likes to put the little dish, you know, soap pot in and push the buttons. But well, and I, I think because, you know, that's just your reality is you have a crazy schedule. So the fact that you are doing the dishes, even if it's after you wake up, you know, like you just, you just said, you come home, you're completely exhausted as you completely deserve to be, go to bed. And then that's your, your version of morning routine, you know, instead of evening, because your reality is that you're, you know, you don't have the bedtime and wake up just on every single day like you other people do. Um, but you know, saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work this week. Like, let's say I've got, one of my more normal versions of a week. Like, I don't know, you know, if you work always Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or is that the order that days go in? Cause suddenly my brain cannot yes. Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I am really good at this <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but so you've got, you know, okay. So I've actually got Monday through Thursday at home or whatever, you know, these are sort of kind of normalish days. Cause I'm sure for you, if you're off on a weekend, well, those are out of routine days anyway. And then, you have, you know, I mean, so it, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. So it's like these days right here, just like you would do when you bring in a new habit of, um, focusing on that habit every day for a week, because you're trying to focus on it for as long as you can before you get distracted and forget to focus on it anymore. But you know, it's like, okay, this is going to be my one thing I'm going to work on this week. This week, especially I am going to, what, after we eat dinner, I'm going to say, okay, let's all go put our dishes in the dishwasher. You know, I mean like doing that for one week and then, you know, life goes crazy. You're working for three days in a row, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the next week when you have a day, okay. Or even just whenever you remember, you know, like trying to do that so that you can help to bring them in on the routine because you're already making an impact. I mean, you're already trying, which is huge. You're already doing much better than you had before. Cause you've said that it has affected your house positively. So now start bringing them in on that and just explain, you know, like, Hey guys, if you could just put your dish in the dishwasher instead of leaving it on the table or put it in the sink, 
it will make it that much easier because your likelihood of putting three dishes into the dishwasher as opposed to completely loading it when you're exhausted, that's more likely, or even just when you get up and you have your coffee, when you finally wake up or whatever. But I I think give yourself grace on that and know that, you know, like right now, my dishes routine is much more empty it in the morning and then load it again. Like it's not perfect right now, but the fact that I am doing them at some point every day means that my kitchen doesn't get out of control. You know, it's not perfect. It's, I don't walk in and go, it's so perfectly clean, you know, but I do walk in and I can have it, you know, ready to let people in my front door pretty quickly because I'm not backed up on dishes, you know, so you're, you're doing great and just start thinking about, okay, what can we do for your unique situation, which is that you're completely out of routine every four days, right? Right. Yeah. What about your other, what other routines have you tried to implement? Um, I'm working right now trying to really get in the habit of checking the bathrooms for clutter because especially in our master bathroom, which is the bathroom that everybody seems to, you know, shower and get ready in the counters just, I mean, they'll look so great. And then you blink and you can't even see the counter anymore because there's hot wheels and Legos and receipts and do you, um, have you tried the five minute pickup with the whole family yet? I have tried. Um, we have not been successful, you know, successful to get through the whole five minutes yet. Um, <laughs> but even two minutes makes a difference. Oh, it makes, yeah, it does. Well, and you know, I just this morning before school, which they love when I do that, um, I had my kids do one cause we obviously didn't do it last night. And, um, I was just having one of those moments of how worth it it was, even in those times where we didn't do it successfully. You know, all those times that I was like, is there really any a purpose in this? Because, you know, they get distracted or somebody starts crying or whatever, you know, and it's like, oh, it is so worth it now that we tried. So even if you're trying, you know, and sometimes for the five minute pickup, like let's say your bathroom counters are an issue. You can combine those two and say, okay, 11 year old this is your spot. Like I want you to pick up all the, anything that's not supposed to be on this bathroom counter. That's what you're going to do during this five minutes is you're going to go put it all away, you know, and being even more specific in that kind of stuff, or maybe even the two-year-old, you know, which two-year-olds have great days and days or is it two or three? Is he two or three? He's three. Okay. Yeah. But still, you know, I mean, we all, we all know they have days where they're like, Oh my word, they're so mature. And then other days where you think, wait, what? Yeah. Well, you know, he is the cleaner in my family. So I'm, oh, that's I'm hoping, awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping that that lasts. Yeah. He likes to clean and I don't know where he got that from. Well, Hey, take advantage of it. Right. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> yeah. But I think sometimes it's that giving them, especially in those beginning times, as you're trying to make it a habit, say, okay, this is what I want you to focus on for these five minutes. Um, might help, you know, and again, you know, five minute pickups don't have to happen at a certain time. And so it might be the thing that you do. Like these are the things that we do on these days that I've worked all night. And then I slept till this time. And then I get up, I load the dishwasher and we do a five minute pickup or whatever. Of course, I'm sure that also is your 11 year old, um, always home when you get home or, you know, cause that's another part of the routine as well is to see, He's home. He's home. Okay. Okay. You had one other thing that you wanted to talk about. What was it? 
um, seasonal decorations. We're almost to Christmas. I know. That's what made me think of it. Because Christmas is the only season I decorate for. Me too. Like you, I just can't handle it. Um, (laughs) I'm always jealous of people. (laughs) I know. But I I can't do it. Yeah. I feel like my kids will have a memory of mom decorating for a season. And that's Christmas. That's it. So what's your current strategy? I don't have one. I, I really don't. I Do you don't. have a lot of stuff? Um, Not a lot, but more probably than I actually need. And mm-hmm. I just have random places where things are kind of tucked out of the way um, during the rest of the year. So what kind, what kind of storage do you use? Like tubs, boxes, um, shelves? Um, mostly tubs and boxes in like our attic and then our, oh, I have a closet too. It's kind of our, um, Christmas closet. Okay. Do you have other things in your house that need to go into those spaces, but there's not room because of Christmas stuff? Yes. All right. Then I would take advantage of the fact that it's Christmas coming up as you pull things out you know, work on some visibility decluttering. And, um, you know, once those things are out of those spaces, maybe don't put all their storage boxes back immediately, but like think of, okay, what legitimately needs to be stored? Cause you're already, you're on your journey at this point, right? Like you've changed uh-huh. your mindset about a lot of stuff. Storage for the sake of just storing it and keeping it is different in your mind than it used to be. Right. It absolutely is. Yeah. So look around at the things that are out visibly that you really wish you had a place for and use some of that space that's empty right now because Christmas has actually been pulled out and decide, does this stuff that needs to be stored deserve container space more than Christmas stuff? Like, is it legitimately? And you may go, okay, actually I never use this stuff and I do use Christmas every year. So it doesn't, you know, so I'm not saying it definitely deserves it, but start looking at all those places where you say you've tucked in Christmas stuff. That's actual storage in your home and view it as containers. And once it's empty because of Christmas being decorated, then really view it that way and go, okay, this visible clutter here needs a place to go. Does it deserve to go in this space? If it doesn't, then it needs to go. But if it does need to go in this storage space, put it in there. And then when it's time to put Christmas away, you have a smaller container. Put your favorite Christmas stuff into the container first, and that will naturally sort out what doesn't deserve container space. For those people who are listening that have no idea what I'm talking about when I say container space. Um, it does not necessarily mean actual tubs. It means any shelf, any, any space in your home is a, is a limit, you know, a limit to how much stuff you can keep. It contains it. It's the actual containing of it. So, so viewing it that way and just using the opportunity. I know sometimes it's hard with seasonal stuff because you don't deal with that all the time. And it just is like, that's where Christmas stuff is. And even though I've been married for 20 years now. You know, we've lived in this house for 13 years um, or 14, maybe even, you know, when I get stuff out, Christmas stuff out, I'm still surprised sometimes like, Oh, I forgot. I still had that, you know? So using that opportunity of 
this is the size of my house. This is the storage space that I have. How important is Christmas stuff? Christmas is important. I'm not saying Christmas isn't important, but how much, how important is Christmas stuff? You know, do you feel like you have some stuff that you don't actually put out? Oh, yes, I'm sure I do. I'm sure uh, there's always something left in the closet. So it'll probably end up being fairly easy if you look at it that way, I would hope. I think it's just one of those things that seems overwhelming um, to yeah. even think about. So I put it off and then yes. I put off thinking about it till I'm ready to put everything back in the closet at the end of the season. So I like that kind of thinking about it, not dwelling on it through the whole season, but kind of getting my mindset during the whole Christmas season of what's going back in there, what deserves that space. I really like that. Well, and it'll also help you. Like you just said, you don't always put everything out. So it's, it's that trigger in your brain of this is a container. Wait a minute. Why is part of this space being taken up by something that wasn't even good enough for me to put out, you know, or that I don't like enough or whatever. Cause you're crafty, right? Um, I try to be. <laughs> so you know, right um so that's one of those things too that you have to remember a lot of the joy of crafting is not necessarily in having the completed craft but it's in how ha- it's in the actual action of doing the craft and so if you do get rid of a garland or a decoration or a wreath that you regret later that's just an opportunity for you to get to be creative yeah. Like right. Yes. And I'm guessing that most likely you could post on Facebook to your local friends. Does anybody have any Christmas stuff they want to get rid of? Cause I want to make a wreath and I'll bet you people will give you stuff because <laughs> it seems like this is one of those things we just collect, 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 at least for me. I know that's what I intend to do. So, um, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you? Oh, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. <laughs> You were wishing I wouldn't ask you Mm. what you wished I would have asked you. (laughs) No, you don't have to say. No, I can't. I can't think of anything. Okay. Okay. Well, and because you're a kindred spirit, tell me what you love about the, so those people who don't know what I'm talking about, you can be a patron of the show. And if you're a patron at the $5 or more a month level, part of one of the perks of that is getting invited to a super secret Facebook group of all kindred spirits. And I really only talk about it on the podcast. And the reason for that is I feel like it's podcast listeners who really, really get it. You know, that's the people who are all in. Um, so tell me what you love about the kindred spirits Facebook group. I love absolutely everything about the group. Uh, everyone is so encouraging. It is the, it is the most uplifting group. There's like almost never any negativity in there. Mm-hmm. Someone can post about having a hard day or something going on in their life or some struggle. And there's just always people there to uplift them and encourage them and push on. Um, and people who honestly understand how our brains work and yeah. the struggles in our life. Well, and you don't have to explain and defend. You know what I mean? No. It's like you can say, this is what my kitchen looks like. I really thought. I had maybe missed a day and I don't know how it looks like this. And people, nobody's like, Oh my word, you must have not done dishes in a week or, you know what? Like things that happen on the internet. Nobody's like that. Everybody's very kind and understanding and encouraging. And, um, there's no shaming. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being my guinea pig for being my, not that I would ever do science experiments on a guinea pig. 
right? Right. Because that would just be mean. Um, but that is a phrase. So I know sometimes I feel the need to qualify, you know, clarify things like that for those guinea pig lovers out there. But thank you so much for letting me um, use you as my first kindred spirit interview. It's been really fun and it was good to get to see you again. And I hope that I'll see you at the next Becoming whenever that might be. I hope to be there. Yeah, it's really fun. Okay, guys, I would love to hear from y'all on what you thought of our new thing. I'm not going to do this every time, but I would like to do at least one of these a month or so. And maybe more. Who knows? Depends on it. But if you want to be a patron of the show, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash a slob comes clean and you can find out information there on how to do it. If you are a patron and you're not in the Facebook group, please email me at a slob comes clean at gmail.com because everybody who has filled out the form has been invited, but sometimes there are glitches either on Facebook side or whatever. Maybe you didn't see the form and you haven't filled it out because it's not just being a patron. It's also filling out the form, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, just send me an email and we'll get that figured out. But thanks for joining us today. Oh, one more thing too, in case you're still listening. If you are listening to this on actual day, it comes out, which is Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving in the U S through the end of this month, which is not that much longer. You can grab 14 days to opening your front door to guests for $5 using the code November. Okay. Go do that. Um, links are in the show notes. I hope you guys have a lovely week. Talk to you later. Bye.